Hey guys, welcome back to Newsprint Commando. This episode will be the first issue of Samurai from Air Cell Comics that I'll be looking at. Teal Productions and News P Commando on Twitter are the best ways to drop me feedback if you want a quick response. Any feedback that I get, I'll be more than happy to share on the show unless I'm indicated otherwise. Teal is spelled like the color T E A L. Uh, Teal Productions also has a Facebook page. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address. Comicbooknoise.com slash TNC is the website. And I don't know if I've necessarily explained, uh, if I did, it's been a while, why I indicate Tango November Charlie after I say comicbooknoise.com slash TNC. Um, that is the phonetic alphabet used by uh, police forces and military to so that there's no confusion with TNC because of enunciation or radio or anything like that. Uh, You use phonetic words, well, phonetic words, you use words with the understanding that the first letter of the words is what you are after. So the whole word represents that first letter. T, tango, N, November, C, Charlie. So uh, one way of saying that are the letters, right? TNC. But also a, a way to say that is Tango November Charlie with, again, the understanding that it's the first letters that you're after. So either way, I say that because I understand that my enunciation may not be the best and it may vary <laughs> from episode to episode. Uh, putting me in mind of last episode, perhaps I should apologize. It seemed a bit rough in editing. Um there it is. I'm human. Uh, it's real. And I hope you got something out of it. Just another fanboy.freeforums.net. Uh, we have forums there. Now, this is coming to us from Barry Blair and Bruce Blair, who are the scripters. Uh, Barry is the creator of the concept. Bruce, uh, they are brothers, is uh, was responsible for the story. Patrick McCown, Gwang Yap, and Barry Blair are responsible for the pencils and inks in this book. Uh, to some extent throughout, I'm not sure why there are so many if they are being thrown in there for some single-page uh, pinups that are in the back of the issue and things like that. Maybe that's why all of those names are included, because we have, uh, what, to finish the book, we have one, two interior pages that are pinups, the inside back cover, and the back cover are all pinups. Now, uh, the the list of of characters is rather lengthy, either uh, actual appearance or by name, which if they're named, they could prove important later on. So I I made a note of them. Uh, Probably close to 15 different characters here. Most of them on the good side, but a small handful on the bad side. So rather than dumping those on you uh, info dump style here at the beginning, I'll, I'll try to just throw them out as the story progresses and then just leave it. Uh, as much as the story uses it. The front cover, uh, Samurai in red and white. Well, the font for the word Samurai is a large font. Filling the font are the red and white of the Japanese flag, I believe is what that's intended to be, filling it in different amounts. Was uh, $2 Canadian, $1.70 in American. Now, this was hit the stands in September of 1985, I think $1.70 in 1985 would have been a bit steep. I would have gone for it uh, if I had the money on me at the time, because this has so many of the things, even looking at the color, that uh, as, a, as a kid in 80, what, let's see, I graduated high school in 86, so I would have been a uh, junior, senior in high school in 85. 
Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have had much money then. But um, anyways, um, everything that I would have been after in my media consumption, even now, it's something that definitely uh, catches my gaze whenever I see things like this. So samurai at the top, uh, a starry night background, a large ship in the air, a couple um, what I would describe as a drop ship or jump ship um, mechanized devices, either just armored men or a larger carrying a man, uh, piloting it kind of like a, a mech. Punk um, gang members lined up here at the bottom, and in the forefront of the image is our main character, who will be Toshiro Kimura, holding a sword, um, jeans, and a leather jacket, uh, leather half gloves on, all very stylish for the mid to late 80s. This jacket, though, uh, gets toned up a little bit on the inside and a little bit more accoutrement added there than it does here on the cover image. Inside of the cover, well, actually here is where that jacket really comes to light. Um, it's Toshiro standing in front of a brick wall, uh, and the brick wall seems to have had graffiti scrolled on it, such that it says, Air Cell Industries Nightwind Productions, and Wind is W-Y-N-D, presents Samurai, Ken Campbell, publisher, Iwan Mark, editor, Barry Blair, creator, story by Bruce Blair, art by Barry Blair and Guang Yap, uh, and Patrick Mion, lettering by Iwan Mark. And there are various other things written on the brick wall, but you can't really see them. Um, there's a poster that's kind of torn, but most importantly is an image of Toshiro, the sword in a sheath on his back, this uh, pretty sweet-looking leather jacket. Can't really tell what pants he's got on on the cover. They were colored as blue jeans. Uh, this book is in black and white, so there's very little, you know, distinction by color. Lots of pockets, lots of buckles on the leather jacket. The left shoulder of the leather jacket has a stylized rising sun, I believe, patch on it. Um, he does have a pouch strapped to one of his legs, and the back of his left hand has a... Uh, like an armored surface just on the back of the hand, like some sort of gauntlet that has a, a large pad or, or something there to, to block with. The story page, uh, we're told it's a prologue. The wheezing purr of hydraulics and soft whir of pumps and motors were quite out of place on the island of Belize in the Caribbean. Um, Belize isn't an island, but... The shrill cries of startled birds echoed up from the dense tropical foliage, and the ground shuddered in rhythm to heavy steps. Now, there may be some islands off the coast of Belize, uh, Keys more specifically. I think Keys maybe are a little smaller than islands. I'm not sure what the difference is, but I, I know that they're, they're called Keys most often off the coast of Belize. The image here is of an individual sitting in a chair uh, with mechanized... Uh, switches and panels and, and lights and, and things behind him. He's sweating rather profusely. We're told that uh, Commander Hitachi sat uncomfortably in his battle suit. He was a clone sent from the Naganata to investigate heavy air traffic reported around some islands off Belize. So there's a little bit of clarification. And he's sitting here in this uh, mechanized something. We don't really know what the extent of what he's piloting is, but he is obviously piloting something. Because he's sitting here with his uh, helmet off because it's so hot inside the, the mech. 
and he notices something, and as he goes into action piloting, uh, moving piloting the mech, he puts the helmet back on, and he starts floundering around in this forest, striking down trees and all this other stuff because he's he's upset about when and where he is. But he stops because on his radar he uh, spies a, a helicopter coming in, so he hides and he sees this helicopter descend and then go into this large man-made cavern that opens up in the forested uh, part of the island in front of him. So he's up in a tree watching. And the, and the mech he's operating is a big human uh, anthropomorphic kind of mech. And he is sitting, I don't know, I don't know if it's giant and he's just sitting in the head or if he's occupying some part of the torso or whatever. But it's a humanoid mech uh, after seeing the helicopter disappear into this opening and then closing man-made structure. He jets off. Uh, we're told that Hotachi kept low for a few kilometers and then set coordinates for home. The next page we see home is the Naganata, which is a large space-borne craft um, in orbit. Uh, we don't know. Geosynchronous. I would suspect not because of the type of work they do. They would need to move around so that they don't get discovered. But we have some specs on the Naganata. We're told that it has a population of 2,785. It was the construction of it was started in 1978 and it is yet to be completed in 1985. It's funded by the UN and it's a space laboratory and defense system. It includes two hospitals, 10 recreation areas, 14 theaters, four shopping malls, an educational system, churches, and restaurants. The defense systems include laser, laser cannons, heat shields, deflectors, and radiation shields. And they, that is at the top of the panel, and the panel itself is of the uh, Naganata floating here in space with the moon uh, silhouetted behind it. It has a section here that makes it look kind of like an eyeball, so that's probably a viewing port some, some, uh, of some sort there on the forward end of the craft. First off, we meet Commander Velvet Black. And she is looking at what appears to be a large fish tank. So uh, there is some amount of her reflection also in the image. She's looking at it uh, with her back to us. And the image is what is appearing in front of us to let us know what she looks like. But she's thinking that the films Hitachi ob obtained have certainly gotten my head in gears. My intuition tells me Professor Stringfellow's disappearance while on shore leave just may have a connection with that island. But then we just can't blow up an island on a woman's intuition. We need proof. I cannot, next panel, I cannot let some absent-minded professor fall into the hands, into the wrong hands. We can penetrate that island. And then she thinks of Toshiro, not Hotachi, who we have already seen, Kimura. We are seeing Toshiro Kimura, who is going to be our main protagonist. Uh, he had been the finest combat instructor from the Naganata. He was samurai. They were in love. We find out about he and Velvet Black years ago, and they had fun, whether it be talking in a movie or just out walking down Broadway, until a bomb blast intended for Toshiro killed seven people. Three were children who lived next door that Toshiro adored. Toshiro left the Naganata blaming himself for the deaths, and Velvet was promoted to commander of Naganata intelligence. So I guess, presumably, Toshiro had been head of Naganata Intelligence. Um, I neglected to say, but to open the book and story, Hatachi, uh, we're told, is a clone of Toshira Kimura. So that is 
Um, it's never really addressed as to why or anything else in here, but so um, Toshira, the original, is running around, and Hotachi, his clone, is also running around, both of them working for the good guys. Velvet Black, uh, we, we see a, a quick drop of some more people here. Uh, she says, Sally, send out a team to locate Toshiro Kimura. I would like to set up a meeting ASAP. He's in Toronto, Canada, working for an actu- acupuncturist. And Sally, this is strictly confidential. She says, yes, Commander. So in the next panel, we see Sally. And she says, hello, Sergeant Trekiev. Sally Jennings here. Give me a direct line to the New Christian Society, 2215 Suite A, Young Street, Toronto, Canada. I'll hold. Thanks. So the acupuncturist is working at the New Christian Society. Hmm. Next panel, we see, hello, Mr. Broadfield, Sally Jennings reporting. I have something interesting here. Ms. Black wants to find Kimura. There might be a connection here. I'll try to find more info, but that old tart isn't very free with it. And on the other end of the line, we hear or read. Thanks very much, Sally. Having you aboard the Naginata has come in handy. You will be rewarded handsomely. Perhaps we'll pay Kimura a visit. Keep in touch, Sally. Oh, so already. No, she's not doing what Velvet Black asked. First, she is reporting into a second party. So Sally is some kind of spy who is rather deeply entrenched in the Naginata, reporting to a Mr. Broadfield, who then calls on Spider to go take care of Tashira Kimura. So, dude, here in rapid succession, you know, we're getting all of these people's information. We do find out that Mr. Broadfield is probably the main antagonist of this issue. And Spider and his boys uh, will pop up in several instances in uh, several um, altercations moving forward with Tashira. Next, we go to, uh, let's see. The client's name is Toshiro Kimura. Now, this is Broadfield uh, talking to Spider. He works at a pin shop in Jap Town. His sister runs a hole in a basement on the other end of Jung called Zach's. Don't blow it. So, the next panel shows us who is going to end up being Toshiro, but he's sitting here having a drink uh, at a table. In the background is a bar full of people dressed in the uh, punk um, a- aspect with spiked hair and Leather jackets saying dirt, eat the rich, subhumans, um, all kinds of different stuff here. On the wall is a sign that says, Today's special frozen gravy on a stick, $1.25. I'm not familiar with that. Must be Canadian. Which Barry Blair is Canadian, by the way. Um, So either we are at a pin shop or at the hole in the wall in a basement. Uh, Not not sure which one. I, I I don't know a Pin shop. Well, no, we're told that he's working for an actu- ac- acupuncturist. So I guess that's the pin shop. I, okay. And so this is not an acupuncturist office. This is a bar. So this must be Zach's, where we find Toshiro. He's sitting down with his number two, uh, rather goofy drawn dude named Homer. And he is drawn goofy compared to everyone else who has kind of a more serious uh, face, but Homer's face is drawn in a little bit more comical instance, I think. So Homer goes to the restroom, is accosted by a couple guys who ask him if Tashiro's out there, and they leave. They're, they're dressed kind of like men in black. They, they have business suits and dark glasses on. So they go out here, and um, they attack Tashiro. Well, first, they all three sit down at the table that Tashiro is, is sitting at, but then 
no sooner that they do that uh, Toshiro realizes, hmm, gun under the table. Uh, by, looks like all three of them, they have one arm hidden under the table. These guys are pros, he thinks, and he jumps up as some number of them shoot. He reaches across the table and he kicks one. Um, I don't know, looks like a sidekick. Now, I'm not a martial arts expert. I'll do the best to describe what is going on in these panels, but I may not use all of the appropriate terms. So do with that as you will. Um, He stands up. He elbows another guy in the throat. And then that same guy, as he's standing there, he backfists him in the face, knocking his glasses off. But the third thug jumps up behind Toshiro and punches him once or maybe twice in the back of the head and puts him in a full Nelson. Leaving his feet free, though, Toshiro sidekick, uh, maybe front kicks, uh, the dude that's coming at him uh, from the front holding a knife. He reaches up and slaps the dude holding him full Nelson in the face with the back of both hands. Then he uh, backhand chops him in the esophagus. One of the guys is reaching for his pistol on the ground. Homer notices, and as the guy stands up to take shots at Toshiro, Homer lays him out with a bottle, which doesn't break. So it's a real bottle. Genin Kimura comes up. Uh, What's going on? Are you two all right? I'm okay, Genin. Homer, would you help me deposit these three troublemakers out back? They've caused enough excitement. So Genin um, Kimura is Toshiro's sister, who owns the place. Uh, Final panel here. She's dressed kind of in punk uh, rock gear saying, my brother is getting weird as she puts her hand over her face. Move on to later that night, Toshiro is attempting to rest uh, at his apartment, his house, his apartment, I guess, in a city here. This is hours later at Toshiro's apartment, one of many identical units in a haze of back alleys and fire escapes. So, uh, in that he used to work, and we're going to find that he continues to work for Naganata, he doesn't make much money or doesn't spend his money this way or whatever. He he lives rather meagerly. Well, as you can tell, in that he spends his time at a bar owned by his sister. So um so he is he's kind of crashed out in a chair here, sleeping, relaxing, and we have a ninja or someone dressed in ninja wear that comes in, uh sneaks up on him. He's inside here behind the chair. We see that test uh frame on the TV that thing that it always goes to. Um, how easy it would be to take you now, great samurai, as as he's thinking, great, but then he's interrupted. Good morning, Hitachi. Your art of ninjutsu is becoming next to none. For what am I honored with your presence? And um, Hitachi pulls his mask off. Um, how is it that I can never surprise you? How can I gain the upper hand, samurai? And Toshiro says, I felt your presence and your movements as a fly feels the moving hand and a candle flame feels the wind. So does the body. All this I have taught you. You must practice. But what brings you here, Hotei? So, ooh, some some kung fu uh, philosophy there or something. Yeah, got kind of deep. What a goof, um, Hotachi thinks. Commander Black has requested your presence on the Naganata. Believe me, I I believe she would like to enlist your help. I fear the talent she has is not adequate for the task at hand. Will you come, Samurai? And he says yes. So next he is aboard the Naganata. There is some, um, you know, some verbal handshaky about the fact that Velvet Black and Toshiro used to be involved. She then brings him up to speed with the fact that 
Professor Stringfellow has gone missing, and the information that Hotachi has gained as far as the Belizean Island and the hidden uh, base of some sort, large enough that it can accept a helicopter. That's pretty big. Um, and someone needs to go get Professor Stringfellow. Uh, Stringfellow. So all of that, Stringfellow. Oh, that puts me in mind of... Uh, Da, 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 da. Uh, what was the helicopter? Um, Stringfellow Hawk and um, Ernest Borgnine was the other dude. Come on, you guys know. I, I can't remember the name of it, but you guys will know that. So Stringfellow. I wonder if that's where he, 1985, 86. I wonder if that's when it was on. I think it was on before that. Uh, so she tells him to, you know, go pick up whatever he needs and, and take off uh, whenever you want. Basically, she just gives him the information and, and the rest of the mission uh, is left up to Toshiro. We cut to Mr. Broadfield's place where he's waiting for Spider to come back after failing his mission. Um, he is upset enough that he won't kill Spider because he needs Spider. But he does shoot the two guys that went with Spider and kills them there in his apartment. Next, we see Professor Stringfellow, who is being drugged somewhere with something addictive, such that um, we'll keep him on the drug for at least another week and then let him come down. By that time, he'll be dependent on it and will tell us anything for another hit. But Give him a shot now and one every four hours. That should keep him happy. So there's uh, Professor Stringfellow. Now, we also cut to a scene involving Simon Stringfellow, the professor's son. See, I told you there was all kinds of people introduced in this. He has been taken in by the New Christian Society, which is a fake front. A fake? Yeah, a fake front of, of Christian help and healing and things like that. So he's been uh, convinced to join this uh, group for whatever reason. And that's all we, we see. Four panels of a, a fake healing here, and we see that Simon is is digging You know what he's a part of. So once more, Toshiro goes home and he is attacked again. Uh, this is an interesting uh, several panels. I, I kind of like this. Uh, we see him, Toshiro, walking into the front of his apartment building carrying a book. Next panel tells us, and we see, down the street, a man with a bandaged hand slams his car door, a signal for his accomplices. In the next panel, we see uh, and are told two men appear in the doorway across the street. A match is lit and brought to a cigarette the sign to move in. So all of this is very, like, very spy crafty, right? You know, very subtle that could happen anytime, anywhere. But uh, here there are signals for these different things to occur. Uh, as he's walking up the stairs, Toshiro is, is reflecting. He thinks, that was one of the goons from Zach's. I'll be ready this time. So I imagine with the bandaged hand, that must have been Spider, uh, because, of course, the other two guys were killed. So Spider is back. Why would you return and risk the chance of the your your mark um, or your target recognizing you? Uh, curious. I don't know. I'll even the odds by pulling out the fuse for the lights, Toshiro thinks. And he walks by his table here and picks up his samurai sword, uh, his, uh, excuse me, probably his katana. Samurai sword, yeah. Uh, katana. Grabs, looks like a throwing star off the wall, which it's funny. It's my understanding that the throwing stars were never really intended to be thrown. Uh, most likely they were held in the fist for punching, uh, like kind of like brass knuckles or something like that. I, I, word is that ninjutsu didn't necessarily throw those, although we've always seen that in every media. At least I have. So I, I wonder which is the truth. But uh, Toshiro now armed with his katana, I believe it's a katana, and a throwing star, at least one. 
Somebody kicks in the door and immediately gets a star in the forehead, frightening the thug that is with him, but not frightening enough because he steps in and unleashes with an automatic weapon. Shinsena exclaims to Shiro. I should have looked up what that meant. Uh, he, he runs to another part of his apartment and grabs a, a bottle, grabs a vase, and throws it as a distraction. Uh, someone else running into the apartment with a an automatic weapon shoots two of his fellow uh, gunner dudes down here. I'm, I'm not sure where everybody is coming from now. Toshiro is out on the patio or uh, the fire escape, something like that. He's moved around, must be, because he jumps through a window. And we um, back into his apartment, and we see on the wall here behind him a uh, uh, yin-yang uh, painted on the wall. He unsheaths his sword in the next panel with a big symbolic rising sun image uh, drawn in the background. And in a two-fisted haya, he uh, slashes the dude. Now, there are some kanji here in this one panel. Issue uh, page 23, if anybody has the book and can tell me, is that legitimate kanji or is it just, you know, something goofy written in there? So the next day, we are in Jamaica and we have Homer here who is waiting for Toshiro and he's sitting in a boat. He opens up a can of red stripe, which, you know, definitely is meant to signify we're in Jamaica because apparently that's a Jamaican beer. And he's thinking to himself, you know, how cool it is to be. Uh, hooked up with Toshiro because now, among you know other things that he may have done, he's uh, chilling with the dude in Jamaica. You know, didn't really know he could afford a trip to Jamaica, but that's cool, anyways. So here we meet the last of our uh, people. We meet King John, who is a Jamaican guide, and he's talking to Homer about different things. Uh, that sun is going to rip the hide right off of you. So Homer puts up a big umbrella as he's sitting here in the boat. Asking about a guide, asking about a fishing guide, asking Homer if he wants some ganja. Uh, finally, we see Toshiro walking up, and he is being plied by several of the uh, younger generation of the Jamaican island. One is asking him if he wants to buy some black coral, one some cocoa oil, and one if he wants to buy time with his sister. Hmm. So um, he walks up to the boat, and as soon as he gets in the boat, he drops uh, to the boat all of the different things that he bought from the kids to give them money, you know, to, to help them out. But he's not interested in any of the product. We see someone who points out uh, this strange, uh, I guess, American, you know, and, and his buddies down here points him out to the police, who also is referred to as a red stripe. So the police and the beer are red stripe. You would think that would be kind of confusing, right? If we called the beer and officers Milwaukee's best, which I don't know, maybe in um, Wisconsin, you know, the police are referred to as Milwaukee's best. I, I don't know. But so they shove off quickly to avoid uh, the police coming here. We find out that the boat has two 427 Hemis in them, two of those. And they take off. There's a, a funny scene here where King John is sent Head over heels, heels over head, actually, as the boat takes off. Um, and then the final panel is Toshiro piloting with King John and Homer in the back of the boat. And that's where we finish on page 29. Editorial by Bruce and a follow-up by Barry here on the next page. Nightwind Productions, which was located in Ontario or Ottawa, Canada. 
Um, okay, let me try that again. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. There we go. My Canadian listeners, I don't mean any insult. Next is a full-page spread of the Underground, which is for very young-looking. Now, that is something about Barry Blair's art. Barry Blair, um, for a long, long time, has fascinated me. From 1985 to 2000, early 2000s, 2001 or two, he was very, very prolific. He was very, very orientally slanted as far as what he drew. Um, his ability and the quality... Uh, Okay, you know, that's a completely different discussion. As prolific as he was, I'm sure everything couldn't have been his best work. But uh, something that I have noted is that he was very fond of the youngish looking characters that he drew. They were always very, very young, almost childlike. Now, not in the uh, small eye, big mouth or big eye, small mouth, big eye, small mouth, excuse me, style that uh, is intended to denote children, big heads, and some of these other uh, techniques that are used. But they the faces always look very young. Now, Toshiro, uh, it's a little difficult to really discern. He, he looks anywhere from, you know, late teens to, I don't know, early mid-30s. So he could, he could be anywhere. Same with Hitachi and Velvet Black. Now, some of the people, um, Professor Stringfellow, Mr. Broadfield, Spider, they were intended to look older, and they do seasoned, I guess. So, but Barry Blair always has fascinated me. I'm, I'm kind of a little hyped to finally be sitting down and reading a, a, a little run of his that I'll be doing here for the show. I've read a book here, a book there, uh, an issue of Warlock, single, uh, an issue of Warlocks, plural. I believe he did one or both of those. So uh, next page is a Full page of Elf Lord, and we have two, four, six, seven elves drawn here, and all of these elves look juvenile, which uh, elves may look childlike to begin with. So I've never seen any uh, personally, so I, I can't attest to that. But uh, inside back cover is an ad for Samurai. We see, again, a, a group of, of punk-dressed uh, aficionados up here, gang members, and then Toshiro holding a, a samurai sword in front of him. And the back panel is an image of I it's it's Toshiro and this is a color painted uh, image Toshiro and this young person may be Simon Stringfellow that is pictured here behind him because I believe Simon is a younger child so that's who's on the back cover and uh, with that that will be the first issue of Aracel's Samurai uh, issue number one that went on sale in September of 1985 so Barry Blair, lots of, of people. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 people that were named in either uh, text or in art um, in this first issue. Whereas the previous episode, Captain Victory, there was like four or five, and, and that was pretty much it. So different styles. Um, looking forward to more Barry Blair, though, for sure. So next episode that I have scheduled looks like it is Captain Victory issue number two. The next um, non-Pacific episode will be Red Fox from Harrier Comics issue number two. So again, whichever you're looking forward to, that's the next couple issues coming up. This one is over and done with. Hope I didn't do too bad. Again, these look to be averaging 30 to 35 minutes each. Hope that's not too long for you. I'll cut them down a little bit maybe. And eh, they'll still probably stay between 30 and 35 even after I truncate on the bit. So 
thanks guys i hope it did better than last episode i think last episode was kind of rough but maybe next episode will be a little bit better thanks talk to you then ciao